0: Yeah.
1: today, something that comes from my uh, Bible reading this week. Um, if you would turn to First Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to look at some verses there that will be very familiar to you. The Apostle Paul is writing to believers in Thessalonica, which was located in, in Greece. Uh, he had planted a church there and was writing a follow-up letter back to them just to give them instruction to encourage them to challenge them Uh, he was very concerned about what happened to people after they made a decision to invite Jesus into their lives and and we too as as modern day Christians need to be concerned about our friends and our family members who are coming to Christ and, and do all that we can to help them to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Now remember, salvation is a gift of God's, of God's love that is bestowed in our lives because of what He has done through Jesus. But once you've come to the Lord and you know that you're on your way to heaven, uh, it's a good thing to live life uh, the way Jesus lived life because life's better that way, it's sweeter that way. It's a shame to get saved and not have much change about the way you do life. And one of the things that comes to us in this passage we're going to look at are, are some practical tips on how we face uh, the things that are happening in our lives from day to day because we all have stuff going on and uh, some of it is, is, are things that cause us to celebrate. Many times there are things that happen that cause us to grieve, cause us to, to sorrow and, and to hurt and it has been a difficult week uh, for us. For all of us in South Carolina, because of little Faye sweatley and, and what happened um, in her losing her life, uh, Harold's right, man, we need the Lord. Um, people, all of us need the Lord to reach into our hearts and to do what only He can do to bring us to the place that we value life and value uh, the opportunities God is giving us from day to day. And so as Paul was writing back to the Thessalonians, he wanted them to understand that as they were going through life, there are some things that they could do that would help their attitudes to be adjusted that would make all the difference in the world. Have you ever gone to an event with with a group of people and one person in the group, they're finding everything that's wrong? And and right over here in the same group, in the same circumstances, going through the same uh, uh, event uh, as a group this person is finding everything that is glorious and and that is right and So that's proof that attitude has a whole lot to do with how we receive the life opportunities that we're blessed with and um, Some people it seems like they just naturally see the positive and and others seem to just naturally s- see the negative and 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 sometimes um uh, some of us are somewhere in between and we realize that we need we need help we need the Holy Spirit to help us to, to move in that positive direction because y'all truly it is so much better to live life seeing the glass half full rather than half empty and and I, I want you to know that um, that if you have grown up with negativity being, profoundly impactful in your life experience I pray for you this morning that, that God will help you through the power of his Holy Spirit to move toward the sunshine, sunshiny side of life and to, to begin to see things from a different perspective many of you have been reading the book that I recommended The Noticer and I noticed that uh, someone had finished The the Noticer Returns which is a second in the sequel by um, a- Andy Reynolds, is that right? Did I have that right? Andrews, Andy Andrews, thank you. And uh, whoever read the first book laid it on my desk and put a note and said, pass this on to someone, Jones. And so those of you who've read the book, you you get that. And I noticed that on the counter this morning, the noticer returns, Jones left that copy for someone to enjoy. And Jones is the main character in those books. But, but Jones is a person that comes into the into uh, people's lives and helps them to view their circumstances from a different perspective and what they were counting as as tragic he helps them to see that this may be a grand opportunity that's what I'm talking about having a positive attitude does not change reality and I'm not suggesting that the scripture is teaching us to stick our head in the sand and act as though everything's okay when it really isn't okay but what if what if we are aware of God's presence in such a way that even when life is awful, we have this, this uh, ray of hope, be, not because things are going well, but because God could use this to bring us to a place that will help us to be better off than we were before. And so it's perspective. It's how we view the things that are happening in our lives. And so in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, he says very simply, he, very very pragmatic. Uh, words that he offers here rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus boy he really puts the trump on it there when he says to do these three things to rejoice always to to pray always and to give thanks always he says because this is what God wants you to do in your life. This is, how, this is the perspective that God wants you to have as you look toward the happenings that are unfolding uh, in, in, in your life from day to day. In Exodus twenty three there is this verse that is tucked away in the midst of all that's happening in Israel's history in the time when they were receiving the law. God says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Did they go through struggles getting to the place that God had prepared for them? Oh, absolutely. They had to fight battles. They had to face off with enemies. They had to face difficult circumstances. They had to trust God to provide food for them because if God didn't provide manna, if God did not provide quail, uh, manna in the morning quail in the evening they would not have had sustenance to to help them to survive this desert wandering experience that he had brought them to why did he take them through the desert why, he, they could have gotten there very quickly with, by a direct route there were things that God needed to have happen in their lives namely he needed them to come to the place that in the face of a variety of circumstances that they would understand listen to this they could always trust God. When it was a sunny day, they could trust God. When it was a cloudy day, they could trust God. When it was daytime and they could see far off toward the horizon, they could trust God. When it was nighttime and they couldn't see their hands in front of their face, they could trust God. In all circumstances, they could trust Him. And as they trusted Him and God worked miracles in their experience, it was this It was this history that was building of them experiencing the intervention of God, like the the manna, like the quail, where they could just go out and pick it up off of the desert uh, sands. When these things accumulated in their lives, here was the occasion for rejoicing always to become a real possibility by remembering what God had done time after time They could rejoice in the face of every circumstance. And so rejoicing is not based on the circumstances. Rejoicing is based on our relationship with God himself. And he has allowed us to be wired in such a way that we can remember the times that he has reached in in miraculous ways. And, I, you know, I'll tell you, I look back to the early years of Becky and I answering the call of God upon our lives to go into ministry. It is amazing how God provided in in um, in unexpected ways. Um, those became the cornerstones, if you will, the foundation stones that we would walk in through the years. Because we would we would remember even now, after having been in ministry for forty two years, we we remember how God has. Has provided every step of the way and has worked in miraculous ways at times when we thought he wasn't working. But time proved that God's hand was on us. When you know that, you can rejoice in the face of whatever is happening, happening in a given circumstance because you know God has been faithful and he has been there. Paul says, Remember his blessings and rejoice. When you're in the middle of a a situation that is beyond your capability to remedy that situation, pray. But he says more than that. He says, don't just pray when you're in trouble. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Always be praying. Always be talking to God. Talk to Him about everything. Talk to Him about your family members. Talk to Him about your your schoolmates. Talk to Him about your neighbors, your co-workers. Talk to Him about your enemies. Talk to Him about everyone and everything. Pray all the time. Does He hear? All the time. What's amazing is all of us praying all the time, day after day after day, and God hears every prayer as though it We're the only prayer being offered. That is amazing. But Paul says as you're walking through life, thank Him, rejoice in Him for the ways that He has reached into your life over and over and over again. Live with expectancy that something good is about to happen and pray believing that God is going to make a way and that He's going to bring the touch that is necessary in any given situation. I want to tell you something. We need to remember this. God is the great physician. The doctor does not get the final word. God does. Now, I thank the Lord for doctors. I thank the Lord for those of you who are in the medical profession. You, you definitely are partners with God in bringing healing grace to our lives, and I, I recognize that. But there are times when we can only know so much, and God knows the rest of the story. And there are times when the diagnosis works out just exactly the way the doctor said it would work out, but there are times when the doctor says one thing and something completely different happens. Please remember that. Perspective. Perspective. Remember that it is a good thing to pray about everything because God has the whole world in His hands. And he can reach into any situation in any of our lives and cause a miracle to happen at any time. We've heard recently regarding Trip Listenby. One doctor said, it's this, and this is the way it's going to go. He went to St. Jude, a different doctor saw, and said, well, it is that, but it's not. It's not to the degree that they thought it was, and the treatment's going to be a little bit less severe than what they thought was going to be necessary. That's what I'm saying. We are only people. And even when we are at our best, we're only people. God is God. Pray all the time about everything because God has a plan for our lives. And just as he said to Moses in Exodus, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. We are going to experience what God would have us to experience. Pray about everything. Believe in his miraculous touch on your life and on the lives of those that you love and care about. So rejoice always and pray always, but then give thanks always. Sometimes it's easy to give thanks other times it's it's more difficult to give thanks sometimes you're with someone and you say Lord I just thank you that we've had this time together and then sometimes you are with someone else and you say Lord I thank you that this day is about to come to an end I don't know how much more I could take but there's always a reason to be thankful you know uh, thank you Lord uh, for this food that you have set before us uh, thank you Lord that, um, that I can taste this and uh, dispose of it because the person who prepared it's not here. We um, preacher's kids have to put up with preachers. It's a tough life. And so through the years, people would... Um, Bring us gifts, food gifts, and uh, sometimes um, it was difficult. One day, this this lady brought us, um, man, and I. If she's listening from heaven, I love you, and I mean it. But she brought us a, a pot of soup. And when I took the lid off, um, it didn't look like anything we'd ever had before. My kids came home from school, and say, they said, what's for supper? And I said, well, Sister So-and-so brought us a pot of soup. We're all going to taste it. <laughs> so when she asks us, we can say, I had some. That was good soup. We're, we're going to say something, okay? Tommy said, I'm not eating that. I said, you're going to taste it. I, Dad, I I'm, I mean, he's like eighth grade. Dad, I tell you, I'm not eating that. I said, you're going to taste it. He tasted it, y'all. I'm the man of my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Christy tasted it and cried. She cried about everything. She was, She's our sensitive child, and I love her for it. Christy, don't cry. Just taste it. <laughs> Did you see Tommy's face when he tasted it, Dad? Taste it. Beck, Ron, I am not eating that soup. I said, the kid's tasted it. You're going to taste it. And they said, what are you going to do with the rest of it? I said, there's a place out in the yard where I've dug a hole. And from this day forward, that place will be known as Spot. And whenever someone asks us, how was that soup? Or how was that? Or how was that? Man, it hit the spot. So sometimes you were thankful for the soup, and other times you were thankful for the spot. <laughs> Isn't it fun to laugh? Do you know that if, if we can get to the place whereby the power of the Holy Spirit, because this is spiritual stuff that Paul's giving us. Please know that. If we can get to the place that by the power of the Holy Spirit we can give thanks in all things, sometimes it will bring the laughter that we need in the face of real life. Um, God is good. All the time. There's the perspective. There it is. Rejoice always. Why? God is good. All the time. Pray continually. Why? God is good. All the time. Give thanks in all circumstances because God is good. All the time. I'm I'm telling y'all, this is real stuff. When I get to a low place, I find that the reason I'm in that low place is because I have not been as engaged in His Word as I needed to be during that particular season, whether it's a day or a few days or whatever. And my perspective, mindset, don't you know that, that after the Lord came to Moses and said to him in Exodus 23, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. That became a a guiding light. That became the light at the end of the tunnel for Moses as he continued to lead the people toward the promised land. He believed with everything within him, God is leading us. We're going to get to that land flowing with milk and honey. Perspective. When I am aware of God's presence, there's never a time that He leaves us, but sometimes I forget that. And so that's why I say when I am aware of His presence. My awareness does not make His presence any more real than than it is otherwise, but it changes my position adjacent to His presence. When I know that God is with me, And I know He is good. And that He's not just good some of the time, but He's good all of the time. And that He loves me and He really cares about what's happening in my life. And that He's taking me to a great beyond that far exceeds anything that that I have suffered in this lifetime. When When I have that perspective, it changes everything. Some days you don't say, Lord, I just rejoice that I'm here in this moment. Sometimes you say, Lord, I rejoice that I'm going to a place where I'll never have a moment like this again. Sometimes when life is difficult and you don't know what you're going to do next, uh, being able to talk to Him about it and and, in all honesty and say, God, I'm in this situation. I don't know what I feel. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. God, please. Sometimes that's all you can get out. But... What an amazing thing that you have that kind of connection with the Creator and the Redeemer of all life. That's amazing. Amazing. Lord, I want to thank you. This is a tough moment, but I want to thank you that this too shall pass. I want to thank you for the promise of your word that though there are tears through the nighttime, joy comes in the morning. Anybody know that this morning? There are tough times, but there's joy in the morning. There is a morning awaiting us, sometimes closer at hand, sometimes more in the distance. But there is a morning time because of who God is and because of His great love for us. I came across this verse this week, John 6, 40. My Father's will, Jesus is speaking, is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. I want to remind you this morning, there is a last day. And sometimes that is the thing that gets us through today. That there is a last day. That He's going to have the last word. That He's going to have the final say-so. That he is going to have the victory. That what he has promised is going to be fulfilled. Everything that he has said will happen about us walking streets of gold, about us sitting at the feet of Jesus, about us being together forever without any tears or pain or sickness or parting. That day is coming. I, you know what? You can't help it. Y'all know how much I love my grandkids. And those who have grandkids get it, and they say, talk about them more. And those who don't have grandkids say, oh, my Lord, here he goes again. But I love my grandkids. But I've got to confess to you. Emma will always be dependent on someone to take care of her, pretty much. She's going to have some independence, but her Down syndrome dictates that she's going to have to have caretakers around her. And it makes me sad that I'm not going to be here in those days. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I see a grown person with Down syndrome and I think about when Emma is a grown person with Down syndrome, the likelihood is I'll be gone from this earth. And it makes me sad because whenever I'm with Emma, I'm always looking out for Emma. I'm always taking care of Emma. She's always bossing me, especially now. Yesterday, we went to a volleyball game, Rachel's volleyball game. I'm sitting on the bleacher, Becky, and then Emma. Emma tells Becky, Mama, tell Papa I don't like him. (laughs) For real? But then five minutes later, hey, Papa, take me for a walk. I said, You don't like me. I was just kidding. (laughs) but I do, I get sad when I think about those days when she, I won't be there it makes me sad but you know what makes me glad? it's when we get to heaven she won't have down syndrome perspective 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 when you're having one of those days. That's not the last day. It's just one of those days. Because Jesus said that everyone who believes in the Son that the Father has sent, that they will have life forever, and on the last day He will raise them up. Perspective. God is good all the time. Jesus is coming again. And when He comes again, He will receive us unto Himself. And we will forever be together in that glorious place that God has prepared. A place that is so very grand, but so very personal. So personal that Jesus said, When you're having one of those days, don't let your hearts be troubled. Keep trusting in me. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Singular. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. And we will be forever together in that place that is prepared for you. Perspective. All the demons in hell cannot keep us from the last day that Jesus has prepared for us. Perspective. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Because God is good all the time. Lord, give us heaven's perspective. We know that you understand that there are things in this life that get us down. But don't let those things keep us down. Turn our eyes toward the sky that we might see your hand at work, even in the midst of our most troubled circumstances. Lord, help us to find a reason for rejoicing because of the way that you have made your presence known in our lives through the years and through the stories that we read in the Bible and the testimonies we've heard from saints who have passed our way from time to time. And then, Lord, help us to remember You're, you're a prayer way. You are always near. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You're just waiting for us to say, Heavenly Father. Lord, When it looks like there's nothing to be thankful for, help us to remember the last day Jesus spoke of. A new heaven, a new earth. You coming to live in the midst of your people. In a way that far went up till now, perspective. Give us heaven's perspective. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Who are we? That you would be mindful of-